Oh, I, you know, I, I don't know what this final episode is going to be because I know they had to do some massive changes to it just to incorporate all of the uh, external problems we have. I know that what they had planned for the final episode was extraordinary. Yeah. And I was really looking forward to seeing how the fans reacted to that. It may still be the same thing. I don't know. I haven't seen a script yet. But yeah. I know that um, a lot of plans have shifted uh, since, since the pandemic really took hold in this country. Welcome to the Lone Star Play podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. All right, guys, welcome to another show. I'm your host, as always, uh, Patrick. Okay, so the guest today, great guest today, Jim Beaver, okay? Uh, I just love saying that name. Uh, but this guy is an amazing actor. I mean, if you don't know the name right off the bat, Google him, okay? Oh, well, listen to this podcast uh, while you Google it. Uh, why did I say Google it? I don't know. <laughs> is my reaction to the first thing but you know obviously listen to the podcast but you know find out more about this guy he's been in everything he's an amazing guy starred in you know some great shows more specifically supernatural okay uh that's where a lot of people know him and deadwood hello um breaking bad i, I get the list goes on of the amazing shows justified it's just gonna keep popping out right i'm gonna literally just like tourette's just keep interrupting myself saying the shows he's been on um he was in turner and hooch see i just did it again it's a great scene in turner and hooch um great scene on home improvement remember that show from the 90s uh gosh just this really funny bit uh gosh just literally just the guys had the most amazing career and the stuff he did on deadwood and um you know of course supernatural and the last season's coming up uh so we really got into that conversation a lot it was a really great conversation this is a down-to-earth texan you know like all texans um really great guy we talk a little bit about texas and his career and you know supernatural and just some really great conversations he he is just a humble down-to-earth guy and i can see why everybody loves him i mean uh i was a fan i'm even more a fan now and I just really, really enjoyed this conversation. I know you guys are too. So, you know, sit back, enjoy this, uh, you know, beautiful dialogue between two beautiful men. Um, <laughs> all right. And uh, again, as always, don't forget, you know, find us on uh, social media, online, follow us, check us out, go to Texas Real Food. Um, and uh, yeah, really simple. We're, we're any, you name the social media, we're on there and you'll find the podcast. Um, and, you know, and if you have a podcast app, just search The Lone Star Plate. You'll find us there. You can go to our website, thelonestarplate.com. Find all the info um, as well. And, um, yeah, you know, and leave us a review if you can. Okay, please, if that's possible, leave us a review. Go on Apple, you know, leave us a review. Tell, tell, tell us how much you love me. Okay, that's, you know, that's basically what I'm doing this for. So um, I'm kidding. 
do it for the podcast. So there's a great team behind this. A lot of people that work on this. Uh, you know, maybe I'm the only face or the only voice you hear, but the truth is, there's a lot of people that make this happen. And, you know, we got a great team. And uh, it, when, when they see those things, that they get to feel a little joy, right? Because me saying, hey, good job, it just starts to get old after a while. You know, people get tired of me. So anyway, let's get back to Jim. Great show. Let's enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Beaver. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, as you can see, the Texas flag here. You're. Uh, I was looking up. You're from Irving. I grew up. I grew up in that area as well, in the the grapevine, like Euless, her yeah. that area. Yeah, my dad used to preach at a church in Grapevine. Oh, right on! Wow. So, yeah, my neck of the woods. Yeah, totally. Your neck of the woods. But you weren't born in Texas, though, right? Neither was I, but I still consider myself a Texan just because I sort of went to school there, but then moved away after high school. That, that seems like sort yeah. of your, your situation as well. Well, I was born in Wyoming, but I was only there about six months, and my yeah. parents came back to Texas. So, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, uh, apparent, according to some website, I'm the most famous actor from Wyoming. But, <laughs> you know, there's probably only one of us. So, I love those. Texas, <laughs> I'm in a little more competition. Yeah, do you, you still have family in uh, in that area in Irving? I've got extended family in Texas. My immediate family uh, uh, has all left the state, but um, uh, that was primarily, you know, they were on the lamb, and uh, <laughs> so uh, had to get across the river. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, they. Uh, uh, I, I. It's kind of strange now because when I go back, it's usually on business instead of uh, to see family, and um, um, it's a little weird to go back and and not have anybody there, I have other people living in my house. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I I I I really love being a Texan. It's it's. Uh, um, uh, while it's, while it's great that somebody thinks I'm the most famous actor from Wyoming, uh, uh, it's, it's with mixed feelings that I hear that because I, uh, 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 I think of myself all the time as a Texan and that's, um, uh, because I don't remember anything else. And, uh, months isn't much time, right? Like yeah. so that's not much time. Yeah. And it, you know, it's, uh, uh, I've been back to Wyoming. It's cool. It's very cool. But the hospital I was born in, they turned into a parking lot. So, um, you know, I, I didn't feel the welcome mat was completely out for me. So uh, um, I, uh, I have a lot more fun going back to Texas. I still got friends there and uh, a lot of cousins. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, I'm getting old enough to where I'm the older, I'm the elder generation. Uh, uh, in my family and it's um, so there's not as many people left there because you know I came from a very big family and we all kind of scattered to the winds uh, by my generation so that's but, how my yeah. father was too he was born in St. Louis but uh, five brothers and sisters right but everybody just spread out literally mm -hmm. all over the state so yeah same, same sort of deal and we ended up in Texas yeah yeah uh, uh. You know, well, it ain't the worst place to be. Not at all. I I came. Back. I'm, I'm about live in Austin now. I came back. I moved around and 
and traveled and did my thing and and something brought me back uh to this great state you know well if you're gonna come back austin's pretty place pretty good place to come to love it and you know what's is, is growing up here i never really came here to be honest yeah. with you i never you know growing up in the dallas here i just stayed there mainly um would yeah. travel outside of texas like a vacation why am i going to vacation in texas uh but you know now that i live in austin it's it's, it's such i've been here six years i, I love the city it's awesome yeah, yeah. i've uh, my great grandparents were from austin but uh i i i had very little experience there until i was much older and my uh, my job took me there a number of times I, f I filmed a few times in austin and that's when i really discovered what a great city it was yeah. um, that's awesome uh, you it's got, got great food it's got great music and it's got traffic yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah those of us that live here uh we know that i live right next to 35. i live off of south congress but close to 35. yeah oh so, you know you know 35. i mean it's just like it's well, all the way up to dallas yeah uh, right you're right all the way up to yeah. dallas you're somebody right. somebody didn't didn't plan too well because that that road's pretty narrow in places it ought to be pretty broad yeah you so, know the joke is like it's they've been they've literally been working on it since i was a kid like they'll just continue oh, yeah. perpetually uh work on 35 you know dallas i i don't remember 35 ever not having construction and you know i was there for 112 years so it, uh, <laughs> felt like it right yeah 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 you've really seen dallas change because dallas has yeah I was a kid growing up in the 80s to seeing it now is it's a whole nother place i mean especially early you know all all of it i i went back um uh i guess a couple of years ago i went back for some job thing and they put me in a hotel near downtown and i uh i looked out and i saw the street signs and i recognized the street names but I recognize nothing visually. Uh, I said, "This is this. No, this this is Ross and Ackard. I no, yeah, uh, can't be because everything I ever knew is gone. Yeah, and um, yeah, I went back for my high school reunion in um, in Fort Worth um, a few years back, and I couldn't find my high school. It was in the same place, but I couldn't find it." uh because they got rid of a bunch of roads and they put a bunch of new ones in so yeah that's uh it's weird it's 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 one of the benefits of um getting really old you get to see all the places you ever remembered turn into places you don't remember yeah <laughs> that seems to be uh the american way you know i lived in europe for a while and what i loved about living in europe was it was like everything you touched was like so old and had a history, right? Like even mm -hmm. a job and they just preserve it, you know, it's just a yeah. different way, right? Like my wife's from Spain and she talks about that. Her, her, her father's in carpentry over there. So mm -hmm. she's for some reason interested in it here. So she'll say like, man, the way the houses are built here, right? For instance, just, they're not built to last. Like we build houses. It's, you know, we build things yeah. meant, meant to last a while and, and here it's, kind of like you said just what's going to be the next thing for the next generation which kind of yeah. sad in a way yeah well you know there's a homogenation going on. yeah it's, yeah uh, every every place is starting to look an awful lot like every other place and, uh, <laughs> yeah. in europe not so much i mean every place in italy looks like italy but uh yeah. uh italy doesn't look like sweden um yeah. and they're far apart 
Yeah. So, uh, yes. Yeah. Well, I love Italy. I love Europe. I just, I, right. I, uh, great place to be. Great, great perspective, right? It just gives a great contrast and perspective. And yeah, I, I love living there for sure, to be honest with you. Honestly, I'd probably still be there had it not been for the job uh, situation in Spain where my mm -hmm. wife were living, you know, we, we just- Where were you? We were in Granada at the time when we moved. We, we had lived uh, in different places, um, but Granada mainly in mm -hmm. the south there. But yeah, the work was just, I'm, I'm in the hospitality industry. Um, so a chef for many years, although at that time I wasn't a chef. Um, at least I wasn't cooking in restaurants at that time. So, mm -hmm. and just managing, trying, just trying to get it work anywhere, really. Yeah. Whoever would give me a job, I'd have to travel. I'd have to go like three hours or this. Mm -hmm. Or go like, hey, babe, I'll be gone for three months. I guess maybe like an acting gig, but not anywhere as cool, right? Like, <laughs> not not anywhere near as cool. Well, I uh, I guess cool's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, so, um, and I'm on the beach, like beautiful, um, you know, views and what. So I never complained uh, as far as that being away from my wife. That was really the the key. Was like, look, we can't be together, work yeah. and that. Let's go to the states. Yeah, yeah. So. We're here and now COVID. And yeah. It's like now, now we're all suffering. Yeah. So, you know, you as well, right? Your industry is, is. Oh yeah. It's uh kaput. Yeah, I, I, uh, I finished an episode of supernatural on March the 12th and came home and, um, um, haven't done anything since. Wow. Uh, Although I'm going back to work next week, so yeah, we'll see. Finally, uh, Are you excited? I'm excited to go back to work, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very cautious about this whole thing, and uh, uh, yeah, it makes me a little nervous because I don't know exactly what's uh, what's going to happen, and and of course it's it's uh, it's also weird to go back knowing that the familiarity I had over 15 years of, of working on just this one show is, uh, uh, is going to be altered in some way that I can't quite guess because, uh, you know, whenever I go back to work, it's always been, uh, you know, 45 minutes of hugging the entire cast and crew. And I don't think we'll be doing that. And <laughs> we won't be eating together in the same way. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be strange. And considering that, that, it's the last episode of the series, it's going to be even stranger. Yeah, totally. You know, just thinking that's the last season, right? Like that's, yeah, that, gosh, that stinks. That's, that's yeah. That's, well, that's, it's, um, uh, you know, there, there are two certain things in life. One is change and the other is people not expecting change. Yeah. And, um, uh, so uh, we get fooled every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, at least you get to go and do it. You know, that, that's at least a positive, you know, that it's going to get completed and done. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's a I mean, the fans, I mean, look, the supernatural fans, it's this is a whole phenomenon. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it, yeah. They're raring for this. Uh, yeah. You know, I think seven episodes. Is that something? I don't know. I think there's seven left to air. To air, we've yeah. Got, uh, we've got about one and a half left to shoot. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I, you know, I, I don't know what this final episode is going to be. 
because I know they had to do some massive changes to it just to incorporate all of the uh, external problems we have. Sure. I know that what they had planned for the final episode was extraordinary. Yeah. And I was really looking forward to seeing how the fans reacted to that. It may still be the same thing. I don't know. I haven't seen a script yet. But yeah. I know that um, a lot of plans have shifted uh, since since the pandemic really took hold in this country. And uh, wow. fortunately, uh, Canada has been... Uh, for the most part, uh, really on top of things. And uh, yeah. we shoot in Vancouver, and apparently it's, uh, it's a much safer place to be than some places in the States. And um, Absolutely. So we'll see. Yeah, that's great. Well, you know, that's interesting to hear that the pandemic is affecting things, you know, behind the scenes that then in turn affects the story that we'll then see and most likely we'll never know about. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It's, um, yeah. Uh, you know, at some point when it's all over, if, if there are humongous differences between what the fans see and what was originally planned, I'm sure it'll get talked about. But sure. for now, there we're, we're doing, I'm sure everybody who's uh, in charge of this stuff is doing everything they can to make it just as good as it was originally planned. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, 100%. It, right. You can't a show like this uh, with a whimper. You got to go out with a bang. <laughs> Absolutely. 15 seasons. You know, I was looking, it's like, it's it'll be the longest running sci-fi uh, series in the history of wow. American television. Wow. That's pretty amazing. That's amazing. I, yeah. It's amazing. I was blown away. I literally stopped reading when I read that. I was like, whoa, that is absolutely phenomenal and to be a part of something like that just has to be yeah you know incredible it is. it's it's been life-changing for me yeah. I've, I've traveled the world because of the show wow. i've i've made uh friends in places i never would have dreamed of going <laughs> and uh and people who were who started out as just fans of the show who become dear personal friends um and uh and you know when you when you a lot of times the, the, when I would meet fans on this, for this show, they would, they, uh, they often ask me if I mind the fact that people are, you know, kind of crazy about the character I play and are always wanting to talk to me and meet me. And, uh, and I always tell them the same thing. I was in this business 35 years before anybody knew who I was. So, uh, nobody cared back then. They care now. That's a good thing. <laughs> what a great attitude what what a great attitude that's a, that's why they love you too that's another reason why people love you is that humility uh as well you know i'm well known for my humility it's um <laughs> probably one of my best qualities uh, of which i have many <laughs> i love that you know i was looking up too you're also a great writer you know, that that was another big thing that uh, looking through your history, you know, seeing that, you know, that just surprised me. And as far as your work on, um, you know, being a film historian and and, and working on the film uh, Hollywoodland and George Reeves and this whole, you know, document, man, you have such a diverse, dense background. I, mean, I was just totally fascinated uh, by this history. I want to talk a little bit about your writing and okay. it's like to me kind of how you got into acting in a way. Do, yeah. Do you think that's right? 
Yeah, uh, in 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 the sense that um, writing opened some doors for me that, uh, as an actor, that probably wouldn't have been open to me otherwise. Uh, I always started out, I mean, in high school, I thought, well, maybe I'll be a writer. But um, by the time I was out of the service and in college, I, I, I knew I was going to be an actor. And writing was just something I kind of did on the side for my own amusement. <laughs> but uh, uh, some of my writing caught some attention, and that yeah. turned into a pretty good writing career for a while. Yeah, and then that opened the doors necessary for my acting to um, to take center stage, as it were. Center stage—that's a actor term. We, yeah, we, you know. <laughs> I love it. No, I love that. I love that. I saw some of the shows you were writing on. It was kind of you know just this great jump, and you know, yeah, you've had this you know this phenomenal uh, career, and like you said, you know, to finally sort of feel the you know benefits because i'm sure you work on something but then the behind the scenes aspect of it the connection with the fans right that engagement with supernatural is something you know just completely different you know i, I find that fascinating uh as well because yeah you just have this great body of work um you know you've been in some great just great stuff man i mean i just can't well that's been that's been the real blessing uh not just because lots of people get to work and they get to work on crappy stuff and <laughs> nobody remembers it and they don't enjoy doing it and they, they're embarrassed to let people see it. And I haven't really had that problem. Uh, uh, I've been embarrassed at what I did sometimes, <laughs> but not the shows that I was working on. Yeah. For the most part, um, it's just been uh, uh, an absolute... Uh, scrapple of of uh great shows to yep. work on and that of course helps propel you into more great shows because the great shows are the ones that coincidentally the real powers that be are watching yeah um, uh, more very, uh comparatively few of them of the people who do the kind of work i want to be associated with are spending their time you know, watching animal rescue kids. Uh, I, uh, although I did one of those, but it's uh, uh, when you start, when you, when you go from a show like Deadwood uh, and, and uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and Justified, not blowing my own horn, but these are great shows. Man, the people in the business talk about them. On the other hand, there are some shows and Supernatural is really one of those. Uh, uh, I'm sort of really well known in certain circles in Omaha, but in the business, uh, even now, uh, somebody will ask me in a business meeting, what, you know, what have you been working on? Well, I'm, uh, I'm still doing Supernatural. Oh, what, is that a new show? Um, I said, no, we're in season 15. <laughs> really? What, what? <laughs> Is that on network TV? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's the water cooler shows in Dubuque and there's the water cooler shows in Beverly Hills and they're not the same shows. Uh, fortunately, uh, I got a big heaping scoop full of both. 
and awesome. that's a pretty good deal. That's awesome. What a great way to distinguish the two. Uh, you know, I like that the the water cooler. Uh, you know, between the two, because uh, you're right, they're just different, different crowds, I guess. Uh, yeah, you yeah. you literally have been in just some of the most amazing shows, and look, and not just recently not just from like deadwood on you know i'm talking like i saw this home improvement thing you did oh my god i I literally remember seeing that when i was you know in high school i I remember a lot older than you look you know (laughs) i'm 40 i'm 40 uh you know i remember when it came out i remember saying maybe i was in middle school i'm not sure but it it, you know (laughs) Obviously, I watched Home Improvement. I used to love that show, but seeing that scene, I just remember, and I thought, oh, my God, you were so great. It's so funny. You've just been a part of some of these, just, just like you said, just some amazing shows. Yeah, Breaking Bad, Deadwood. Deadwood, of course, you know, this quick fact. I'm sorry to jump around, but this quick, I don't want to forget this. This quick fact about Deadwood, which I loved, is that originally, and tell me if I'm wrong here, correct me if I'm wrong, originally your character only had a last name at the beginning, but as your character... Right you fought to get your first name as Whitney and honestly I don't want to spoil it can you tell us first of all if that's right and the reason behind choosing that name well um, yeah the, the the first season the character was just named Ellsworth yeah and at one point I asked David Milch the creator what his last name was and he said maybe it's Ellsworth and uh, I said okay then his first name maybe it's elsewhere so he he wasn't i don't think he had decided and then in the second season there was a plot reason that they needed my character's full name to be spelled out for the audience and david gave gave him a a first name uh but simultaneously with my acting career i've been working on this biography of George Reeves, TV's first Superman, for many, 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 many years. And um, Whitney Ellsworth was the name of the producer of the first TV Superman series. And uh, I was very familiar with that name. And uh, just as my own little private joke uh, or homage, uh, I... I asked David if uh, he would mind changing the character's first name to Whitney. And he said, sure, fine, go ahead. And that's what they did. So um, I, uh, I, I've, I've managed to tow the real Whitney Ellsworth's name a little further down the timeline. And uh, I, I hope I've done him honor because I hear he was a great guy. <laughs> oh, you have. I, I, I think that's a phenomenal story. I just think it's, you know, it just shows your attention to, you know, what you do, right? And your you, your passion for well, what you do. It's um, you know, that's the that's the thing that has really fed my life is that I I I get involved in things largely because I really really want to. That doesn't mean I have any control over who casts me or what jobs I get. Yeah, but it has a little to do with what jobs I turned down, um, and most of my life is really sort of nicely focused on things that do interest me and mean something to me. And uh, um, I mean, I uh, Deadwood, for example, I uh, P 
people have asked me, well, you know, did you watch the show? And I say, are you kidding? That would have been my favorite show ever, even if I hadn't been on it. <laughs> and to get to be on it, I mean, that was the greatest experience of my career. Wow. And, um, and I've had a bunch of experiences that came close. And, um, you know, they just don't hand out luck that way that often. Um, I, I'm, uh, you know, I, I got my ups and downs in life, but man, I have, I, I've struck a gold mine of luck. So, well, you know, it's luck, but at it's, least until today, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> look, you're a, I mean, look, I'm sure there's some luck for the opportunity for the at bat, but you're swinging, man. You're, you're an amazing actor. Like, oh, you. and really you are. It's, uh, I just know, I know a lot of really amazing actors who can't get a job so because it's it's a business yeah and it's yeah. so many things rely on things other than whether you're good at it sure and um sure uh, so you can be real good at it and never work and as we have occasionally seen you can be real bad at it and work all the time uh i hope i'm somewhere in the middle there uh um it's uh i'd say you're uh, at the top <laughs> well you know, I, uh, I, i'm unbiased i'm unbiased you know i i don't know yeah. you personally so like i'm being for real it's okay it's, well I, I i accept the compliment i appreciate it and uh i accept it on behalf of uh all my betters who can't get a job there you go there you go look they if they were in your position they'd be crushing it like you do look i'm a chef i work in restaurants i see the same thing sometimes that uh, you know there's people that don't get the shot they deserve and yeah. much better chefs they cook much better food they you know it's it's hands down and there are people that you think how do they have all these restaurants they are the worst it's the worst food ever you know and some place that's making amazing food is just struggling and having to close it, it makes no sense sometimes um you know, it's just how it is, I guess. I, I hate to say that, but yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. That's why when someone is, you know, deserved and humble and whatever, you, you, you lift them up, you know, it's, it's just all it is. You know, you've done some great stuff. It's just that simple. And you keep getting chosen. I mean, I was reading about Guillermo del Toro uh, choosing you, writing a special part for you in Crimson Peak, you know, which is, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I remember the phone call came in. They said, you know, do you do you want to play the father in this movie for Guillermo del Toro? And I was like, how does he know who I am? And uh, uh, I figured I figured he was probably a supernatural fan because that's kind of his milieu. Yeah. Uh, but it turned out he uh, he'd seen me on Deadwood and thought that I had what it took to play the character he had in mind. So uh, he wrote for me, and I was shocked. And and now I'm getting ready to do another one for him. So uh, wow, uh, it's uh, uh, what the Pinocchio? You know, no, I'm uh, I'm doing Nightmare Alley uh, with uh, Bradley Cooper, um, and uh, they started that in January and then had to shut down. And they're going to start back up in October, I think, uh, or at least that's when I go back to work. Yeah. So uh, oh. uh, it's um, you know part of it too is. Uh, I learned 
a long time ago that the real secret to being a successful actor doesn't have much to do with acting. It's uh, never, ever, ever, ever holding up production uh, and never, ever, ever making anybody on the entire staff and crew sorry that you got hired. Um, so uh, I, I try to make myself as amenable as possible. Um, I'm rarely in the position to be nitpicky about how I'm treated, but on the rare occasions I am, I'm not. Um, it's, um, you know, it's like anything else. People work with people that A, they like to work with, and B, that don't give them problems. Well, I can't do a lot about the first, but I can certainly not give them problems. Uh, and uh, most of the time I'm pretty good at that. So. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. There has to be something behind the scenes that makes you rehireable, right? You're, you're easy to work with, you're good to work. You know, that, that seems like... Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I show up when they tell me to show up. And uh, nine times out of ten, I know my words. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> um, and I don't spit at the director. So it's... Um, uh, and then you knock these amazing uh performances uh which make well, i mean look at the writing yeah look at the writing nobody no actor ever wins awards for playing a badly written role uh you can uh, uh you can be the just the best actor ever and if all you're handed to say is schlock then nobody's even going to notice you're a good actor most of the time but if you get handed something that's as brilliant as almost every episode of the shows that you've talked about have been, then it's hard to look bad. Um, it's, uh, you know, if you, if you plant your feet and mean what you say, the words carry you three quarters of the way. And, um, um, you know, as long as you don't have a high squeaky voice when a deep one's called for it, but, You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, that's interesting. So it starts with the writing. It starts with good, Absolutely. good product, as I would say as a chef. It starts with good product, and then from there, of course, it's going to come out as long as you don't screw it up. Yeah, you're not. You're not going to make much of a salad out of a cabbage you found on the side of the road. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Unless you're a really good chef. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe there are, but that's not the norm, right? I'm sure there's miracles uh, that occur on a set every once in a while from something. Oh, yeah. uh, but for the most part, right, you've got to have a nice script, good writing. You're yeah. set up. Do you, do you ever get an opportunity as a writer yourself to adjust some of your lines? I know you said that you've worked with so many great people. I'm sure that doesn't come up too often, but has it ever? Well, first off, because I uh my first real professional toe in the water was as a writer um i'm i'm very uh determined to honor the script i'm not hired to rewrite Heard. i'm hired to interpret what's on the page now that doesn't mean i haven't sometimes had conversations uh about how easy it is to say a certain line Sometimes, you know, sometimes writers, especially those who have never tried acting or have never read their own scripts out loud, can write things that are really hard to get your tongue around. Yeah. Um, 
And sometimes you can say to them, could I say this, which is slightly different, but it's a lot easier to say without stumbling over the line. Yeah. And usually they're amenable to that. Um, on some shows, Breaking Bad was one. They want it exact down to the commas. And uh, uh, you better pause on the commas. Uh, other shows are, you know, you, you turn to the director and say, this isn't, this doesn't feel right in my mouth. Could, could I say, say whatever you want, just say it. Yeah. And they're real easy. It, it runs the gamut. Um, but once again, as a general rule, my job is to interpret what's on the page, not to change it. Yeah. I, and as a writer, I don't like people making up dialogue to things I've written. Um, I don't mind them coming to me and saying, could I say this instead? And we'll have a conversation about it, but I'm, uh, I'm utterly opposed to the idea that the writer, that the actor now owns the words and can say whatever he wants. Um, that's kind of, uh, you know, if you're doing a movie with Robin Williams, yeah, you, you, one wouldn't have expected to, to stick perfectly to the script with him because you know, know what he's going to say. And that's part, that was part of his magic. But most of the stuff I do doesn't involve anybody ad-libbing. And, um, and I find it a little off-putting when somebody decides this would be a good time to make something up. Um, uh, if they haven't run it by, I've, I've had a couple of occasions where people just started saying stuff to me in the middle of a scene that wasn't in the script. And I'm, I'm not the world's greatest improviser and I'm just looking at, I'm going, where are we going here? This is, I don't know this. And, um, I suppose, you know, somebody with Robin Williams wit and, and alertness and quickness uh, could jump in and make magic, but that's not my job, uh, in most of these roles. Uh, my job isn't to show off how wonderful I am. It's to make these words sound like they came from a real life human being who meant them. Yeah. And, um, so, um, you know, I, I welcome the chance to work with anybody, but, uh, you may get a little stink eye if you start making up lines with me. Yeah, no, I love that. I love, I love actually. I thought maybe the opposite, but actually makes sense. It's almost like a chef respecting another chef's work, and he wouldn't. So you, as a writer, actually well, respect the lines more if they're. Writing. I used, I used to wait tables. Yeah. And if uh, I would expect to be smacked down pretty hard if I started adding salt and pepper and parsley and, and uh, rutabaga to somebody's steak dinner that I was handed to deliver. Yes. Um, Good point. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, that wasn't my job when I was a TGI Fridays and, it, yeah. and it's not my job as an actor. So, um, <laughs> that's a great analogy. Actually, that's a perfect analogy for that. You just bring it to the table. Yeah. And try not to drop it. And try not, <laughs> that's right. Try not to drop it and just bring it to the table. You know, I had another, I was interviewing an actress named Kelly Jenrett and she mm -hmm. in, uh, oh, you know who she is. Okay. So she, um, she told me this about acting. She said, uh, cause I was talking about working with Jeffrey Wright in this new movie. She was mm -hmm. in a Netflix and, uh, she said, look, this, this thing that stuck with me, which was kiss. Maybe you've heard that. Just keep it simple, stupid. Mm -hmm. That, is that something that's used, uh, you've heard used as well? 
Well, yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it in a lot of applications. It's uh, um, in acting. It's a pretty good rule because um, both in terms of the actual work on the stage or the set and in terms of your career. Um, a lot of young actors come in and without a lot of experience outside of high school or college and uh, they're convinced that they can play anything and maybe they can, uh, but they may not uh, always cement themselves in people's minds by playing all over the map in different, different kinds of roles. I'm not saying don't take a role that's offered to you, but, uh, but the other thing is a lot of times young actors come in and figure they've got to show you their entire bag of tricks in this one scene, even if they've only got two lines. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and it's, it's usually, there's usually somebody on the set that will say, Hey, 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 you don't have to give us everything. Just give us this guy at this moment. Yeah. And, uh, um, uh, you know, it's, it keeps that makes sense. Stupid. It's, 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 it's a good, it's a good byword for almost any endeavor. Yeah. I, you know, I guess now I'm, I'm realizing, I guess it's used for other stuff. I never heard it before. I, I oh, guess, yeah? I've been living under a rock or something. I don't know. There's got, you know, you know that you know how sometimes in life you just you're, you're supposed to know something you don't know it and you're just like damn how how do I not know this at, at my age like it happens to me every day. <laughs> good, I don't feel I don't feel alone. That uh, that yeah. that happy. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look, another thing I was gonna um, talk to you about was I, I wrote it down. I got my notes here. Was you were in the Marines? Yeah, yeah. sometime back. Yeah, I think that's. I'm a, little, I'm a little long haired and long in the tooth for it now, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, oh, you know, not that terribly long ago, about 52 years ago. But you went to uh, Vietnam, right? You you actually went to. Yeah, I was I was in Vietnam from 1970 to 71. Uh, insane. Yeah, I was. It was fun. It was. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, you know. It was uh, description, I think. <laughs> what do you, you know? What are you going to say? I came out of it with all my fingers and toes, and uh, uh, without uh, too much of what would be identified as trauma. And uh, I'm grateful for that. It was not the same for a lot of my comrades. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, I, uh, I think. Um, I get a lot of respect from people when they hear that I was there, but I think that respect is more uh, uh, rightly directed at the people who um, uh, saw and suffered more. Um, I had uh, I had a comparatively easy time while I was there. Um, didn't get shot at too much. Didn't shoot back too much. Um, just to know, just enough to know that it, I'd rather be somewhere else. Um, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but it was uh, it was an eye opening experience in a lot of ways, and uh, uh, I feel for your to have gone through it. Do Do you use it for your acting sometimes? Does that ever come into play? It's interesting because I don't know. I've probably done about. 
three or 400 different productions, meaning different episodes of a single series and different series and different movies. You add them all up by single production, it's probably three or 400 in there. And I think I've only played a military guy once. And um, Was that the in-country movie with Bruce Willis? No, that guy was a veteran, so I guess he counts. But no, I was thinking of a movie called The Court Martial of Jackie Robinson. And um, I played an army officer in that. And I, out of everything I've done, that I can't remember anything else I ever played a uniformed military guy in, which always kind of bugged me because I thought... <laughs> I got a certain amount of resources here that I'd love to be able to use, but uh, um, uh, it, it's never really come up. And then when it did come up, I, w I was doing, uh, playing a, an army major in uh, court martial of Jackie Robinson. And uh, at one point I had to um, return a salute to um, Andre Brower, who was playing Jackie Robinson. And, uh, we had our, uh, uh, the famous military technical advisor, Dale Dye, was on the set. And uh, so uh, Andre came up, gave me a salute, and I popped one like that, you know. And, uh, and they, they cut, and Dale came over and he said, hey, look, Marine, this character you're playing, he's in the Army. Slop it up. <laughs> so... Even, even even though I had been, you know, uh, beaten soundly about the head and shoulders many times for not getting that yeah. perfect, in that movie, I kind of go like that. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, all my Marine friends are going, what happened to you? What kind of sloppy salute was that? <laughs> he's in the Army. They say he's in the Army. Ar You're lucky he got his hand up there. <laughs> I love that that still like exists that that you know friendly uh, rivalry uh, between the services. I mean, my dad was in the army. Uh, you know, uh, I give him I give him credit, but that was the direction I got. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Uh, I love that. Well, I'm sure at some point uh, down the line you'll. I, that's a, honestly, I, yeah, I'm gonna say I was about to say, you know, I'm sure at some point down the line you'll play a military officer. But just thinking, you've had such an amazing career. I can't. You're right. I can't believe you haven't played. Uh, well, I've I've played dozens and dozens of uh, uh, police detectives. Ops, yeah, totally. But mm -hmm. uh, last year was the first time I ever played a uniform cop. Um, I played sheriffs in uniform, but I never played a beat cop until yep. last year. Uh, and it kind of surprises me because when I very first started out in my career, I got lots of cops, but just not uniform cops, yeah. lots of detectives. Yeah. And, uh, um, uh, I think it was partly because I just had a mustache and everybody thought all cops have mustaches. Totally. Uh, like it's, <laughs> I, uh, in fact, I was doing, uh, when I was doing the series, reasonable doubts with Mark Harmon. Yeah. We were shooting an episode in a, uh, it took place in a, uh, uh, a homicide bureau of a police department. And while we were waiting around for them to set the lights, uh, I called Mark over to this picture that was on the wall. They had decorated the place like a real police station. And uh, I said, look at this picture. It was like, it was like uh, the entire squad or unit of that police precinct. 
in a in a portrait of the unit. I said, "Look at this picture. You notice anything unusual about that?" And he looked at it. There's like 45 guys in the picture, and he goes, "No, I, not really." I said, "Every single one of them has a mustache," and uh, <laughs> I said, "I think that's I think that's what people think cops ought to look like." Yes, and uh, and because I've always had a mustache since uh, the Marines, uh, I tended apparently to get a lot of cop parts, but, uh, um, so I don't dare shave it off because I'll never work again. <laughs> you'll get the, you'll be the perp. Yeah. Yeah. If you shave it off, that, that is so funny. Well, you know, going back to what you were saying about using Vietnam in my, uh, as a resource in my acting work, the fact is, uh, being a Vietnam veteran was what, got me really started in the business, not as an actor, but as a writer. Um, now I had written a play that was very well received, which got me a big agent. But then what happened once I had that agent was I kept getting called in to write for shows about Vietnam, uh, because it was the mid late eighties and they were, they were just starting to create movies and programs about the war. And so they were looking for vets who could write authentically about it. And so I started getting, anytime there was a Vietnam project, I would get called and say, do you want to write for us? And so I wrote a number of those things uh, uh, based not always on my own experience, but, but you know, being, a, being able to, to talk the talk yeah. um, uh, and, and know the vernacular and know the, know certain things that a, a civilian wouldn't have known uh, it was very valuable to me. And it got me, it, it just catapulted me into something I had never been before. And that was a person who made a living. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and so I wrote for a while and then, and then I got cast as a Vietnam vet in, in country for Norman yeah. Jewison. And, uh, um, and that turned my acting career on like a light switch. And uh, I never really went back to the writing because it wasn't really what I wanted to do in the first place. Yeah. So, so I, I've always said that going to Vietnam was a great career move for me. And, uh, <laughs> um, and it was. I mean, coming back from Vietnam was an even better career move. So Yeah, coming back, I think, was the best career move. I think that's number one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, way back. God, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, so you really have no desire maybe to go back to writing or? Well, I, I, I still write, but I like writing for me. I like writing what I want to write. And writing for television, while it was very lucrative and often a great deal of fun, it was also just the nature of writing for television is usually writing for somebody else's idea. Um, uh, you get hired on a show like, well, let's say like Supernatural. I haven't written for Supernatural, but, uh, uh, that show existed as a concept, as a set of characters, uh, before I came along as an actor and certainly before I would have come along as a writer, if I had been chosen or asked or been asked to, uh, write for the show, I would have been writing characters that already existed 
who had a plot line and a history and a story that were that somebody else had created. Yeah. And then you're just kind of trying to match. You're trying to write something that fits somebody else's concept. And, you know, it's, it's great, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. Uh, I much preferred, uh, I much prefer writing things that I thought up to write. And, uh, uh, but of course, when I started writing for television, a lot of what was out there for a very brief window was anthology shows. And so I was writing for Alfred Hitchcock and uh, an HBO show called uh, Vietnam War Story, where each episode was a, a separate entity. It didn't have recurring characters. And so I could write, I could write original stuff. I could write stuff that uh, there wasn't any, uh, uh, I didn't have to base it on anybody. I didn't have to remember, oh no, you can't write that. He got married two years ago and his wife died. So you can't write about his wife. I didn't have to worry about any of that. It was all discreet in one package. And that was kind of fun. But that anthology television stuff didn't last very long. Yeah. And uh, there's some of it back now, but it's, uh, you know, the fact is I make, uh, uh, I, I make very good use of my time as an actor. And if I'm going to write, which I find much, much, much harder, uh, I'm going to do it for something that uh, gives me a kick, whether it's going to give anybody else a kick or not. And uh, I don't it. have to worry about somebody coming in and, and looking at my script and saying, you know, a Martian wouldn't say that. Uh, so, Giving you notes and wanting to change something that's yeah. just creative to, to, for yourself. Yeah. So um, uh, if somebody, you know, I did at one point about season seven of Supernatural think, you know, I've been on this show a long time now. Um, I know it really well. I know the characters really well. Maybe now would be a good time to write a script for them. I didn't bring it up. I didn't ask them. I just thought I'd write a spec script and see what they thought. And I got about 20 pages into it. And uh, it all, almost all took place inside my character's house. And uh, it was about 20, 25 pages in, and they, um, and then I got a script for the next episode in which they burned down my house. <laughs> and, uh, and so, okay, well, this ain't that story. That story doesn't work anymore. And uh, before I even got a chance to um, to to figure out a new way to structure the story they announced that they were killing me. And uh, at that point, I sort of lost interest in writing for the show. But um, fortunately on Supernatural, they can kill you all they, all they want. You still get to be on the show. So They, bring you, they keep bringing you back, man. You're, you're a fan. I mean, absolutely beloved you know, by all the fans, man. It's, it's, it's Well, quite... I can't help those idiots. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're great. They treat me wonderfully, and and um, awesome. I really appreciate them. Uh, of course, as, as as deluded as they are, you know they probably gotta be right uh, to, to some extent. Uh, well, we're all a little crazy. Uh, well, you know, own ways. Right? Uh, certainly on my side of the camera, nobody got into this business because they were healthy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> that is funny. They say that about my industry too. Yeah. Yeah. We're broken people is what they say. Uh, you know, I, I'm starting to think it's everybody. Yeah, maybe you're right. It's just every it's, yeah. And they just all say, Oh, you know, all the guys putting fenders on Chevys are going, Oh, we're we're all broken people. And the guys the guys mixing cement, oh, we're all broken people. And um the chefs and the waiters and the bellboys and the actors and you know. Uh, pretty much uh, everybody thinks they're broken except the president. And um, yeah. <laughs> so he's the, we won't go there. He's the greatest ever of, of everything. Uh, I was reading his quotes today. Actually, um, uh, for some reason, I just, you know, I've gotten to the point where I just laugh at the stuff he says uh, because I just think it's so unbelievable. You know, it's just so unbelievable. Some of the stuff he says, and I just, I was reading through his quotes today. I just, I just can't, I mean, I just, they're funny to the, it's just so unbelievable. It's funny, right? It's, it's that sensation of, I just can't even believe this stuff. This is, now, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm pretty old and I'm pretty used to, um, sentences making sense when they come out of the white house. <laughs> uh, and, um, and so because I'm getting older, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when I was just about to leave high school, they came up with something called the new math. And uh, it was just the old math, but it was all repackaged, so it didn't make any sense. <laughs> and I, 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 I turn on the news, and I feel like they've just introduced new English. New English. Uh, because uh, it's all the same words, but they're not in the same order. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. I'm going to steal that. I love that. That is <laughs> funny. That is so funny. That's absolutely uh, what's going on. You know, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's been crazy, uh, you know, with all the what, what have you been doing during the pandemic, Jim? I know you said you start your last filming was March, March 11th. Yeah, March 11th. Have you just been writing maybe just at home? Eating? I, uh, I don't know. I mentioned, I mentioned this uh, book I've been writing on George Reeves for many, many, many years. And I've been really tearing into that because yeah. the reason it has taken many, many years is largely because of this um, fabulously busy career I got handed acting. And, uh, so uh, writing is a lot of hard work and a lot of time. And I don't always have a lot of time, yeah. but suddenly I found myself gifted with four months of pretty much nothing. And, uh, so I've been writing as much as I can, uh, as fast as I can. Um, I was 28 when I started this book and I just turned 70. So, uh, I, I need to pick up some speed here. Um, chapter two, right? I was like, I, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't exactly, I'm pretty sure I don't have another 42 years. Um, but I'm getting close. I'm getting close and uh, it's coming along. And I, I know there are a lot of people out there who told me they're waiting for it. And I think maybe they might not have to wait until they're dead. Um, <laughs> I hope not. Um, but that, that's, that's been the most productive thing I've been doing. And uh, like everybody else, you know, a lot of Netflix, a lot of movies, a lot of YouTube and uh, uh you know, I, for the first few weeks in particular, probably the first month and a half of, of when we all started shutting down and staying home, uh, I would, uh, I'd watch television with my wife until 11 30, 12 o'clock. And then I'd get in bed and 
pull up my phone and get on YouTube and learn all about, you know, uh, uh, Russian cornmeal making or, uh, you know, Bolivian skiing and, uh, or, or I'd watch every single TV episode Lee Van Cleef ever did. And then it would be, you know, seven o'clock in the morning and I'd, uh, and I'd sleep until five in the afternoon. It was a pretty unproductive time. But I suspect it wasn't all that different from what a lot of people were doing. Uh, not at all. Yeah. Not. No, I've got I've got friends who are uh, doctors and nurses, and uh, I absolutely know life is very different for them during this and has been. But um, for me, denied the ability to act. Uh, well, if I if I were thirty and this were happening, I'd probably shoot myself because it's it's all I've ever really dreamed of doing and to have it denied me uh, would be really painful. It's not as painful now because a, I've gotten to do an awful lot. I know I'll get to do more yeah. and I've got other things that interest that keep me busy. So it's, um, uh, you know, I got, I got a good deal here. Yeah. I got a great deal here. Yeah. Um, right. And you're already, next week right i mean it's already starting yeah i uh well it, i don't actually start work next week i because canada has some really strict rules i go to vancouver next week and i sit in a hotel room by myself without leaving the room for 14 days and um uh, you got a corn then i get to work so wow. um yeah so i'll uh, i'll be there and then the funny thing is I come home and about two and a half weeks later, I go to Toronto and I sit in a hotel room for 14 days by myself and then go to work. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to be sitting there alone in a hotel room a lot longer than I'm going to be working. Oh, that's, okay. Yeah. that's okay. My idea of heaven is me, a couch and Turner classic movies. Oh, you're in. You're, you're in. This is like yeah. yeah. A so, uh, as long as the cable holds out, I'm. I'll. I'll be good. Yeah, as long as the cable holds out. Yeah, I guess they have to. This is. This is what I'm hearing, right? This uh, quarantine. You know. Before. And, uh, and you know, it's it's everybody. I know uh, uh, the two leads, the three leads on the show, Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki and Misha Collins. They all had to go sit in a hotel room by themselves for two weeks. And I'm sure Bradley Cooper and Kate Blanchett are going to have to do the same thing on Nightmare Alley. Yeah. And um, uh, I suspect they're, those people are all going to make a lot more money doing it than I am. But uh, hey, you know, <laughs> like I said, Turner Classic Movies and Accounts, it's all I need. Boy, that's like, that's that's easy. That's easy to provide that. That's nothing. That's yeah. That, that, that's why well, maybe, maybe some good sushi but. Maybe. <laughs> oh you like sushi I love it I love it I mean for a guy who didn't know what a bagel was until he was 28 <laughs> uh, my my horizons my gastronomic horizons have expanded uh, nice. in the last yeah. few years and uh, I hear that I literally I was I was uh, I was doing the Dallas Shakespeare Festival in 78 and all these uh great actors from New York would come in every summer and do the festival. 
and uh, I was a local boy. I was doing supporting parts, and but we would go out afterwards, and uh, uh, I remember going to some place uh, with some of these guys from New York and discovering for the first time in my life at 28 what a bagel was, <laughs> and uh, that's great. I had not a clue, um, and uh, and now I eat bagels. <laughs> I love that. But I, you know, I'm old enough that pizza was kind of a weird thing when I was growing up. Uh, wow. I probably had pizza two or three times in my entire first 20 years. It just wasn't a thing. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. They were a little slow in Irving, I guess. Uh, okay. <laughs> now it's not, it's not slow anymore, right? That's, oh, no. You know, it's, uh, it's a metropolis of its own. It's a whole right. It's DFW, right? Anybody from there, that's what it's, yeah. it's DFW, and that means Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington, Irving, right? Grapevine, Hughes, uh, Hearst, Euless, Bev. I mean, you just start Frisco, Addis. I mean, you just start naming all these towns. Uh, Twenty-five thousand square miles of concrete. It's crazy. Oh my. Yeah. God. When I when I when when I was a kid and we were living in Irving and my dad was preaching at the Church of Christ in Grapevine. We drove there three times a week, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday evenings. And we drove for 25 minutes through the country, through pasture land. Wow. That's all that was there. Wow. And eventually you'd see a house and you'd know you were almost a grapevine. <laughs> and now it's, you know, it looks like uh, Fifth Avenue in New York. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy. It but, is. Yeah. That's um, time marches on, as they say. So that must have been, was that around before the airport, around the same time? Yeah. In fact, um, a friend of ours who um, went to our church in Grapevine uh, sold his farm. Uh, and they he was a pretty well-to-do guy, but he was a lot more well-to-do after this because he sold his farm and they built DFW airport on it. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm sure he made a buck. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's crazy. And that's not a small airport. No, I think at, at least at one time it was the largest by land area in the world. Um, I'm not sure if that's still true, but, um, it was uh so for some reason i think o'hare had hmm. taken over at some point for some reason my mom worked at dfw airport for like yeah. 10 years at the hyatt uh hotel that was there in the 80s oh, yeah uh we, we used to live in Euless, right there by the airport ah. i mean right useless, useless. useless. yeah i i remember <laughs> when we played Euless in football my, the freshman team beat Euless 114 to nothing Oh my God! What? That is, I'm embarrassed. Oh, yeah, that was that was pretty that was useless. We should have we should have just, you know, said you guys go on home. It's okay. We don't have to keep playing. That's a little mean, right? I feel that's just <laughs> that's a little mean. 114. Jesus! Once you get past 50, like God, they were, they were letting the cheerleaders run plays. Uh, <laughs> the food guy. Hey. Yep. You, know, you, you want to run a, a hey, third row you want to block yeah. uh, <laughs> so well anyway that was that was a long time ago so um 
Crazy. Uh, Crazy. Yeah, I'm a Truman baby, so I go back a ways. Um, a lot uh, of, I love that. Love that. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Ulysses is a powerhouse now. It uh, doesn't even look like you wouldn't even recognize it. No, but you wouldn't. No. Even, you wouldn't think this is not Ulysses. I mean, you just wouldn't even recognize it. I don't recognize it at all. It's not. It doesn't even look like the town I. About all I recognize in that area is my old neighborhood where I where I grew up. The houses are all pretty much the same. Uh, uh, for about, I grew up about a mile as the crow flies from the old Texas Stadium, uh, where the Cowboys played, yeah. and uh, uh, about a mile southwest of the stadium was my neighborhood, and it's all pretty much the same. But boy, you go half a mile further west and it just all starts turning into uh you know any town usa that's it town usa you can't tell where one starts and yeah and stops i mean for sure yeah and considering how much space texas has right i think they could put a little you know space between the towns uh, (laughs) they tried and then someone just built in there it just just keep building uh in between and they got so many uh what do you call it uh for the highways right the, the oh yeah stack. overpasses and underpasses and it's crazy changes. yeah it's, it's crazy that's absolutely uh insane. they just keep getting tall i'm actually afraid to go on some of them they're so high i, yeah. I can't i'm just dry, just like oh my god this is insane <laughs> i'm a wimp to begin with but you know it's, that's well but <laughs> Well, Jim, look, uh, the, I, I do want to talk about one more thing here before we go, uh, because it, this fascinated me. OK, and you're probably going to laugh about this. But, you know, in the show Supernatural, you say you, you call the boys engines or something. I don't know what you're saying. I don't Idiots. know what the word is. Idiots. Idiots. What is, let's talk a little bit about what <laughs> this is. So I'm fascinated yeah. by this. Uh, my experience suggests to me that um it's a word meaning idiot idiots that uh, kind of came over from uh the irish where uh, uh idiot is often pronounced egypt <laughs> and uh it uh, a lot of fans asked me if that was if it was my idea to call them that and as i said earlier i don't i don't it's not my job to write this stuff. I just say the words. Um, and I picked up a script one day and that was in there. <laughs> and I remember going to the producer or the director or somebody. I said, do I have to say this? Cause this sounds stupid. <laughs> this is, this just, this sounds like, this sounds like some made up uh, <laughs> word that, uh, uh, that, you guys are trying to prove that my character is rural. I just said it, it to, I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. And they said, say the line. And um, so I said the line because one of their names was on the check. And um, uh, I said the line and lo and behold, everybody fell in love with it. So now I've said it about 32 million times. Oh my! And, um, super cut on YouTube. I saw yeah. a super cut of it's hilarious. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh wow! I haven't seen that. Oh gosh, it's hilarious of of that. Um, Somebody did a super cut of one of the words on Deadwood. 
That was kind of fun. Um, I saw a lot. Of- can't play it on the radio. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, not from that show. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, you know, hey, but that's a. Uh, more real, you know, uh, in that, but yeah, I just find, I found that word so fascinating. I just was like, what is he saying? What does that mean? I can't understand it, but I love it. I'm as I mumble, but yeah, I D J I T idget. It up on close. I put my closed captioning on, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. I'm going to see this. I got to see the word. Maybe I could pronounce it. I speak too late. <laughs> I speak Spanish. Now, I'll figure this out. You know, it comes up. I was like, it looked like Kofefe, right? It just looked like, what it reminded me of. <laughs> it's just like, what is this? Well, I um, I love it. Just like Kofefe, somebody with different brain power than mine made that word up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's perfect. You deliver it so beautifully, which is what <laughs> caught, caught on. Uh, you know, it, it it's almost like, it's it's got this whole new meaning to it. Yeah, it means yeah. a lot of things now. You know. Well, it's it's um, you know you're lucky as an actor if you get a catchphrase. Um, That's uh, right. And I've been I've been triply lucky on this show because I got a couple of words I say that people that fans love, and then I've got a a phrase that I uh, said in one episode that really took off among the fandom, which was. Family don't end with blood, and uh, and it was a great line in the episode, but nobody expected it to become pretty much the catchphrase of the show, and it it has it's it's ended up being something the fans say about each other and yeah. about us that we are all a big family, and it feels that way. Yeah. Um, the only difference is, you know, in a real family, you don't always like everybody. Uh, a real family doesn't love each other all the way. <laughs> not a real family. No. Uh, but um, so, uh, you know, I'm constantly asked to say that line or to say one of the other catchphrase words. And uh, even even the ones I thought were dumb when they handed them to me at first, I don't think are dumb now because <laughs> a some of them say something really cool and B um, anytime anybody says them, they're remembering me. So that's kind of nice. That's awesome. Are you kidding me? That's great. Nobody say, I don't have any catchphrases. Ain't nobody <laughs> repeating anything I say that that's for sure. <laughs> no, I think that's awesome. I love that. It must be weird to have somebody come up and say, say this, right? Like, oh, yeah. uh, well, it was weirder on Deadwood. Yeah. Because- People would come up and and uh, say, uh, "Oh, he, here, uh, will you take a picture of my baby?" Now let me video you calling her a. <laughs> and you know, some of the actors just look and go, "What? No, I'm not calling your baby that, and I'm sure not doing it on video." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jeez, but you know. It's not so bad on Supernatural because most of what I say can be printed. Right, yeah, it can be printed. Parents that, Magazine. That, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird world. Yeah, it's like, you know, I'm just trying to buy oranges, right? You're just like, I'm just trying to like buy some oranges and I'm having to recite these lines. Like, No, man, it's like I said before. I, I did this job for 35 years before anybody cared. Yeah. Uh, somebody wants to come up 
in a supermarket and ask me to call him an idiot, I'm I'm happy to. That would uh, be kind of fun. I, I would probably like to be calling people idiots all the time, just everywhere. I, just they. I don't. You know, people say, "Do you use it in your real life?" I no, nobody's paying me to use it in real life. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> If I'm saying it on camera, it's because they're paying me to say it on camera. I like yeah, <laughs> hey, every letter. That's Bobby Singer's word, not mine. I love that. That's awesome. That is awesome. Wow. But I will dole it out if they ask. I love it. Hey, they're probably proud to be called that, right? They're probably proud to be called an yeah. idiot by you. I'm sure. I, I well, you know, I can't imagine that, but a few of them need to be called that. But- <laughs> For the most part, no, it's not a term I would throw at them unless they ask for it. I look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I guarantee you a fan would love it if they <laughs> if they love the show and you call yeah. them, what he just he called me an idiot, right? Like yeah. I'm sure they'd be all over it. So yeah. created a whole new word. I yeah, this whole new word I never heard of. It was great. It's, it's so well, you know You know, one of these days I'll retire and you can take it over. <laughs> I won't have the same punch. They'll be like, you're the idiot. They're going to be like, I'm the idiot. You know? <laughs> well, look, Jim, man, this has been such a great conversation, man. I'm, I have just, I just can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you, man. I've been such a fan of your work unknowingly. I've just been doing so much stuff and always respected. You've been in, I love Paul Thomas Anderson movies. And you were in Magnolia. I watched that scene yeah. in Magnolia. It's such a powerful movie uh yeah. oh, and I need to see that. that was that was a that was a i love that movie and i loved i really loved having a chance to be in it i can't even imagine i mean i just you know it's like i it's like i say i i look through my resume and eh, there's a few things i'm not proud of as a show uh but for the most part it's all pretty good stuff and i got way more than my share of great stuff um, it's, uh, and I'm talking about the finished product, not my work in it, but, um, to, uh, I mean, my first major feature film was directed by Norman Jewison, uh, and, and it was, uh, a beautiful, beautiful piece of work in country. And, and I got to, you know, I, one of my, one of my next, uh, major jobs was, in Sister Act with Whoopi Goldberg, and which was a huge hit. And huge hit. while a lot of my friends who were as talented or more so were doing, you know, little car chase movies and stuff like that, just trying to make enough to, to pay the rent with, I was getting to work with, with masters. I mean, I, 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 uh, um, the people I've gotten to work with who've made me better are uh, by and large highly respected uh, uh, people. It's um, it's just it's just amazing the opportunities I've been handed, and I appreciate them. I really do. No, it's awesome. You, you know, yeah, you have such a great body of work. Uh, absolutely, it's so, so great to hear you talk about it like that. To be honest with you, as a fan, it uh, just makes me you know love you even more, man. To be honest with. You. Um, uh, you know, really excited uh, for anything else that you have coming out because anything, you know, even adaptation. I was watching the your clip in adaptation too. It's like, oh my gosh, man, what have you been in that's amazing? Look yeah. at that stuff. I mean, you know, I, I, uh, 
crazy. Uh, I'm doing I'm I'm doing scenes with Chris Cooper in the movie he won an Oscar for, uh, and 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 who else? You know, Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Cage and, and Meryl Streep and Bruce Willis and and Sam Elliott and and it just goes on and on. The people, Kate Winslet, and, and it's just amazing to me that I've been allowed to be in the same room, much less allowed to. <laughs> be in the same scene. <laughs> it's a pretty amazing life. You hold your own, man. There's no, there's just, I appreciate it. Yeah, you absolutely hold your own. And again, looking forward to anything you have coming out, really looking forward to supernatural and what comes up uh, with this. I hope, um, I know that whatever, you know, the guys are going to put together, it's, it's going to be amazing regardless, you know, uh, but given the challenge, right there, they'll take it head on and, and I'm sure, you know, present the fans with, everything they're going to want i i just don't doubt that uh in any i'm looking forward to it I got, like i said i haven't seen the script so i don't know exactly what we're doing but yeah it's the final episode and i'm these guys i don't think have ever let the audience down yet so i think i think they're gonna go out with a firecracker i agree any plan quickly any plans on maybe getting on walker texas ranger i don't know it depends on how much jared likes me you got uh, uh, we've been, we've been, uh, we've been working together for 15 years. He may be sick of me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you watch, I bet you get a call. You well, you know, put it this way. He's a great guy. I love him dearly, like a brother. And, uh, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if I got a call, but I also know how the business works. And I know that just because you're the lead on a series doesn't mean you call the shots. Um, and um, uh, I never, I never hold it against an actor who's on a show if I don't ever get to do his show, sure. uh, because I know it goes beyond him or her. But um, yeah, who knows? I wouldn't be surprised. And if I do, it looks like it'd be a chance to go to Austin. Yep, that's right, that's right. And then I'm gonna be hitting you up, Jim. I remember. <laughs> remember that guy. Remember Idjit. Remember me. I, I'm... You're the guy with the food, so I'll be hitting you up. There you go. I cook. I will cook. I'll cook for everybody. Uh, I know all the good chefs here in town too. We'll make it happen. You know, we'll we'll entice people with food. I do that all the time. It works. Sounds cool, man. That's Sounds it. cool, Jim. I'm I'm really excited uh, for you again, and uh, my best uh, you know best of luck on your trip and going and staying in quarantine, and you know hopefully that couch and and the and the movie channels there for you, and you know you get through it all. So my best to you, and again, thank you so much for taking the time and just. My best to your family and, and you guys during this time. Thanks, you know? And the same to you. Thanks for having me on. It's been great. Thank you so much, Jim. I really appreciate it. Have a good rest of the night. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon, brother. Okay, man. Be well. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal organic sources it's a fun site that brings all natural options all together i hope you enjoyed this episode for more information go to the lonestarplay.com i'm your host patrick scott armstrong until next time hey.